Chapter 1 The Fairy Viola looked at her hands and sighed. They were cold, yes, but not the cold of death. She was still alive. They were still alive. She shivered, nauseous, filled with viscous anxiety and a deep desire to sleep, despite the heavy motion on the passenger deck of the late-night ferry. Viola lifted her eyes to watch Sebastian seated across from her, as he talked with Sea Captain. Oh, Seb, she thought, so intensely full of life, yet just as lost as she was, struggling to adapt to new rules, their new lives. She could tell he was grasping at details with almost manic desperation, as though there were an answer to be found, as though he believed, after engineering their fictional deaths and anonymous resurrections, Sea Captain's final act would be to restore their father to life. Scraps of memories flickered in her mind of a life now lost. Viola shook her head in dull disbelief, her body paralyzed unimportant, uninhabitable. Sea Captain held his hand up to stop Sebastian. It's better if you keep as far apart as possible if you are out in public at all, she heard him say over the thrumming of the ferry's engines. The closer you are, the more likely people can see your twins. He spread his hands apart. Keep separate and you disappear. Just another face in the crowd. Sebastian nodded at the hacker's advice thoughtfully. Viola couldn't bear it. Seb, she pleaded quietly, can we not talk about being apart, please? The deck shuddered beneath them. Viola gripped her suitcase handle with one hand and the seat with the other. No more separations, please. Sebastian shifted quickly from sea captain's bench to hers. Vi, I'm here, he assured her, and held his hand over his heart. Always together, Okay? They pressed into each other tightly. Viola buried her head in his jacket collar and scarf. I miss Dad, she whispered. She felt him soften. The ferry lifted beneath them, then dropped, the engines picking up speed, a little more desperate. Cracklings and groanings around them came to a crescendo as they stalled at the bottom of a trough. Sebastian seemed to be enjoying the unsteady ride. She could feel him stirring, thinking about standing up. Viola just wanted him to stop moving around. She wanted this ferry ride to end. She wanted her father to stop being dead. But all she could do was grit her teeth. Yeah, what is up with this ferry? Sebastian murmured. She heard a smile in his voice, and sure enough, he stood up and staggered, nearly landing in Sea Captain's lap. Get off me, said Sea Captain, holding him off with a nervous laugh. Sebastian's huge gray suitcase rolled across the floor and crashed into Viola's knees. Ow, she grumbled. I hate this thing. She tried to give Sebastian a glare, but couldn't manage it. When Seb had shown up with his new suitcase... He'd been so proud of it, but Viola disliked it immediately. It reminded her of a tombstone, she'd told him. She could hear his ridiculous defense. But tombstones don't float, Vi. She was considering testing it by throwing it overboard, but instead 
just clutched its handle to keep it from causing more havoc. Do not leave belongings unattended. That was the only thing she remembered from the voice on the PA. Something about life jackets somewhere. Yeah, keep hold of that, Vi. It's got Dad's ashes in it. Had to put them in the safest place, said Sebastian, trying to be funny. Suddenly, the roaring sound was back in her ears. The sound of grief and memory. She stared at her hands, knuckles white around the handle. Sebastian turned to see Captain. This storm is nuts. Are you sure these ferries are safe? They look pretty ancient to me. He settled down next to the man and poked at the cracks in the green vinyl seats with their hard curling edges. Viola raised her eyes, curious to hear the answer. Sea Captain was looking out the window at the deluge of water streaming down, across, down, the dark glass as the winds whipped the rain outside. I'm just a passenger like you, he replied. Viola could tell he was trying to sound calm. Yeah, they seem safe. He rubbed his nose under his glasses. As long as they're maintained, he added. Viola's heart sank a little. She'd just been staring at the linoleum floor, aged, neglected, signs of a decade or more of dirty, shuffling feet, unfazed by the cursory efforts of an inefficient mop-bot. The engines below had resumed a steady rumble. "'Well, it's dramatic, that's for sure,' Sebastian replied, standing up again to look around the deck. Viola followed his eyes. The few other passengers huddled into tight knots under the dim and flickering fluorescence, dark forms on the dark green seats. "'Look, Sebastian,' Sea Captain said, "'can you just stay seated and maybe talk quietly? I know you think you're disguised and all, but we're out in public.' People can see how you relate, your posture. These things give you away, you know? You're making it easier for someone to recognize you. He shifted uncomfortably. Just be invisible until we're safe on the island, okay? Neither of them were accustomed to being invisible. Sebastian crumpled back down next to Viola. Even with that fake beard and those boring jeans, he looked just the same to her. Like a light always there, making the rest of the world seem dimmer in comparison. Her co-star in their former life, her twin forever. The two of them were less bright now, though. Everything was meaningful when Dad was alive. The world seemed to be just a colorful, cinematic experience that played outside their glass sphere. Everything had been filled with mystery and metaphors and They told stories about their magical existence that the world had listened to in rapture. Now, it seemed, their secret world was under attack, howling winds expanding cracks in the glass. Nothing would break them apart, of course. The storms of life might batter them, but Viola and Sebastian were an eternal constant. She could feel him against her, warm, restless, watching what those other passengers were doing, making up funny stories about who they might be, stories that got sad for a little while, too, tender, and then ironic and funny again at last. Sebastian. The deck pitched heavily, and the ferry engine began to race again. 
Sea Captain adjusted his glasses, then focused out the window into the wet blackness. We're going into the strait now. There'll be even more wind for most the rest of the trip, he said, and it was clear he was troubled. Don't you do this all the time? asked Sebastian. Viola waited for Sea Captain's response. The ferry? Yeah, pretty much, but it's the weather. Like, every time I'm on this thing in a storm, I'm thinking it's the worst I can remember. He turned to look back at them and tapped his AR glasses. I used to keep an eye on a feed from the maintenance logs, but it's been quiet. It's the same old original fleet, and the last ferry rebuild was a couple decades ago. They were talking about going electric, but it hasn't happened. Should we have stayed in Seattle? Viola asked. Sea Captain had been anxious to get them out of the city as quickly as possible. What did it matter, though? She wondered. It all seemed like an unending trial that they were fated to suffer. Shivering at the terminal, finally boarding across the gangplank with cold, wet air gusting, this unsettling crossing, it just seemed fitting. Their lives had been plunged into chaotic darkness. All they could see was each other. Nothing else seemed to exist. I think this is really the only place to be, Vi. We're doing the best thing, answered Sebastian. The fluorescent overhead lights flickered, and a few went out. The passenger deck seemed to shift, warping with the heaving of the ferry in rough water. Better up here than on the car deck, said Sea Captain. There's got to be a lot of water rushing around down there. Just hold on till we get to Friday Harbor. Sebastian had gotten restless again. As he stood up, Viola pulled his suitcase closer. I'm going to check it out, declared Sebastian. Check what out? said Viola. The car deck? Ah, the storm. I'm just going to look outside, he grinned. Don't be an idiot, protested Sea Captain. It's dangerous out there in this kind of weather. That wind is fierce. Seriously, hey! Sebastian winked at Viola as he faced her, walking backwards into the aisle, staggering a little, back towards the door to the outside. She heard the rain clattering against the glass all around them, the groan of the wind leaning the ferry over, the thrum of the desperate engines. And then the engines went silent. The hell? exclaimed the sea captain, sitting upright. Viola could feel the momentum shift in her stomach. From driven to adrift, an alarm rang out, several short rings, a long one. Without the sound of the engine, the creaking floor and cracking walls and shrieking winds seemed to renew their fervor. The ferry had become a lifeless thing, floating purposeless. Across from Viola, Sea Captain had begun to gesture swiftly with his hands, searching in his glasses for data or news or something. The ferry crackled like thunder as it came around to the wind, listing heavily. Sebastian stared at Viola across the expanse of linoleum between them with a look of confusion. How had they gone so far apart? And then they both realized at the same moment something terrible was happening. Seb! She screamed and rose to get to her brother. Sea Captain saw her. Hey! He lurched at her and pushed her back down. No, you don't! Hold on to that suitcase! He shouted. I'll get him! Viola blinked at him in disbelief. She wasn't sure whether she wanted to start punching, throw the suitcase at him, or just rush past him. Sea Captain struggled back up and turned to Sebastian. 
Viola let go of her own suitcase, grabbed Sebastian's with both hands, and prepared to launch it into Sea Captain. And then there was the most horrible, deafening wail of tons of metal grinding on rock, and the world jerked suddenly around them. Everything that wasn't bolted down started sliding. Viola gripped the suitcase as she started tumbling towards her brother. Sebastian had started his flight backwards as well. The door behind him howled open as a passenger tried to claw their way into the cabin from the chaos outside. Backwards, downwards, he fell towards that cold other world framed by the open portal. His eyes closed, exhausted. Her eyes churned with disbelief. No, Seb, no! And he was gone. Seb! She cried as she slid. No, no, no! Then crashed to a stop on top of the suitcase just to the side of the portal. An instant later, Sea Captain landed next to her and an unpleasant crack came from his thigh. Viola was trying to get herself onto her feet, find some kind of balance as the cabin kept leaning further and further over. Suddenly, through the door, heaved up a bathtub's worth of water, then it sucked it away again. Time to get away from that door now, she thought. It wants me too. Should I follow him? She thought briefly, then shook herself. She wrestled the suitcase up and turned to see Captain. Come on, it's sinking. We have to move up, away from the water. Ferry's grounded. We're going down, he yelled. Yes, let's go, she yelled back at him. Do you have my signal? He cried, his eyes darting in his glasses. Okay, hurry, because cold water, it's going to be bad. A brief pause, then he added, no, there are only two of us. He closed his fist and turned it. Show me a path to the lifeboats. Viola's eyes grew heavy. Only two of us. Her hands gripped the suitcase handle fiercely. She'd read somewhere that of all the ways to die, drowning was peaceful once you accepted it. Yeah, except all horror up to that moment, she'd thought, plus shock from the cold. Apparently when you give up and inhale your lungs full of not air, your body instantly relaxes, stops the fight, and down you go, away from everything slowly leaving everything behind, weightless and dreamy. Her hands said no way they were letting go. We have to go up that way, Sea Captain shouted at her, pointing up the improbable linoleum slope. The ferry lurched again, sinking further, battered between rocks and waves, and the sea resurged up through the doorway and enveloped them in frigid water. She inhaled with a painful, helpless violence, and as the water began rising relentlessly, up she rose with it, gasping desperately as her wet hair wrapped around her face. Viola clung to the suitcase, submerging again beneath the churning surface, bumping into benches and flopping awkwardly against the floor, then the windows. Sea Captain clutched her arm and arose with her towards the next compartment of the cabin, bobbing through the cafeteria, joined by liberated plastic trays and swirling bags of chips, up to where one last passenger door remained, closed above them, dripping and hissing with the mounting pressure of air. 
Around them the water roiled with detritus and humans. Outside, the waves thrashed higher and higher against the windows. The ferry was still sinking. They had reached a dome of air, a meaningless triumph trapped there to be carried into the deep that waited in the darkness below their numbed, treading feet. For a moment, Viola's head sank beneath the surface. Her hair drifted. She felt it release from her eyes and lips. Was it time to let go already? It was so quiet beneath the surface. She could almost feel the call of the silent doorway below where Sebastian had slipped away. Sea Captain's hand gripped her arm and pulled her up. She gasped anew, and with his help, managed to get partway onto the floating suitcase. Someone clambered up the window bracings towards the door and managed to pull it open with a howl of released pressure. The climber began to attempt an awkward exit into the driving wind above when the ferry shuddered violently, dropping them with a splash. Then the waters began to rise even more swiftly. Viola and Sea Captain were carried towards the storm above, surrounded, packed in garbage, yet buoyed by the insistent suitcase. The water became a concentrated foam of bodies, packaged food and wrappers, garbage cans, and food waste. Waves began crashing in through the doorway above them once, again. Then there was nothing left to breathe, and they submerged into the dull chaos. Viola's grip on the suitcase handle was tested. It insisted on rising while she and Sea Captain were clutched by the choking debris around them. It seemed for a moment that they would end trapped in the doorway, held tight. Viola's heart began to slow, yearning to descend, but a sudden shudder loosened the crush, and with a foamy roar they lifted through the door frame and rose to the violent surface. <laughs>